Hello, you're listening to the Fairy Pod Mothers. I'm Rachel and I'm joined by Amber and Stephanie. Hello, ladies. How's it going? Hey, girl. Doing pretty good. How are you? Good. I'm going on vacation this week, so I'm pumped up. When do you leave? We leave on Friday and I'm not counting, but it's only four days away. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Are you going to Disney or somewhere else? We are going to Disney World and to Universal, so we're getting a the duo. Awesome. I'm really excited. It'll be our first time going to Blizzard Beach. We've never done that before. So we're adding that to our itinerary this time around. That'll be fun. That one. Have Your you done that, Amber? I've done Typhoon Lagoon, not Blizzard Beach. Okay. So I wanted to do both because we have the, you know, higher level pass that lets you go to the water parks, but Typhoon Lagoon's still not open yet. Mm-hmm. So that's on our list too. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got a lot of content to cover, so I'm just going to get right into it. We are talking about Epcot tonight. We did a deep dive on Animal Kingdom a couple weeks back, and we thought, you know what, we're going to do this for Epcot too. So, you know, there's all of the popular attractions at Epcot, like Soarin' and Test Track, and, you know, people know about going around the world to all the different countries. But what we're going to try to do a little bit more tonight is focus on some of the things that you might not know about, or maybe some of the um, hidden gems. So that's what our focus is, is going to be. And if you don't know, Epcot opened back in 1982. It stands for the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. It was one of Walt Disney's visions and one of his last great ambitions He wanted it to be a city where people would actually work and live and play, Um, but it didn't quite come to fruition that way. It instead was a theme park, and we're excited that it's one of the theme parks that we get to enjoy today. So let's, before we dive into all of our kind of hidden gems and favorites, we've got a lot of newsy items that came out this week. Do you all want to chat about that just real quick before we go into all of the Epcot things? Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. So one of the most major um, that's been getting a lot of buzz is there are now no more masks required in outdoor common areas at Disney World. Um, They are still required in all rides, attractions, and indoor places. Um, I believe, are they also enforcing it in the outside portion of a ride queue? Do you all know? From what I heard on Mouse and More today, they are starting it at the official entrance of the ride. So I know on some lines, they kind of stretch out past the entrance. So if that's correct, then you don't have to wear a mask when you're on the outside of the attraction before you actually pass the threshold, like where the sign is and it says the wait time and all that. But then once you pass that quote entry point, then you do need to wear your mask. Okay. So the biggest one I'm thinking of is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train can wrap around almost all the way back to um, Little Mermaid. So Mm -hmm. not until you get through the archway do you have to put your mask on. I'm pretty sure that's right too. And that's kind of, I mean, what do you all do? Do you eat a lot in line? Because that's what we do. So I'm kind (laughs) of happy to have the ability to like have a drink while I'm waiting. Yeah. Until I get to the entry. (laughs) I was sneaking bites and drinks anyway before this. So yeah, yeah. same. <laughs> I would um, put this like straw under my mask and be like sipping it out of <laughs> it That's exactly pretty. what we did. Yeah. Um, 
So the social distancing outside has been reduced from six feet to three feet. And I said outside, that may also be inside as well. And um, they are now only leaving space between parties. They are no longer leaving entire rows empty. They are starting to remove plexiglass from some of the rides. So it feels like a return to normal. I know there's a lot of buzz and chatter. Some people are happy. Some people are a little bit more cautious. Um, so I think it's still one of those things, you know, whatever your comfort level is. I'm excited about the baby steps back to normalcy. Um, I do have some, uh, some sympathy for people we were talking about before we started recording. I know Rachel and I both had clients that purposefully booked Disney because of their overly cautious safety protocols. And so now they're going in the next few days and, oh, surprise, they're not going to be as strict as you thought they were going to be. Now, where a lot of people might be excited that they're not as strict, um, some people liked that. And so that's why they were booking Disney. So I can kind of see both sides of that story. I think it's also important to just like think about the cast members too and how they basically found out about this the night before it came out and imagining them trying to let, let everyone know that may not know the new rules, what they're supposed to be doing and just treating them with care and grace and kindness. Uh, because I think that would be really challenging to be like, oh, hey, new rules the night before you go to work and now you have to make everybody follow it, even though they may not know anything about it. Yeah, the cast members, point. the cast members have been getting a lot of abuse, a lot of abuse over the past year. Or so yeah, but Rachel has more exciting news for us. Yeah. So friend of the show, Rob Lott, if you go back in time and listen, he was on our, what did we call that? Hoopty Dapper Do? Yes. 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 You can look it up. It's a really great episode, an interview with Rob, who's a Dapper Dan and has lots of different roles and involvement with the Disney company. He got called back to work. So we were really excited to hear that he is going to be returning to Main Street USA. Yay. I thought it was cute. He had a little teaser posted on his page. It was the sheet music from Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. So that yeah. was a cool little teaser. All right. And one last news item we want to mention before we deep dive into Epcot. The Disney Wish sailings are opening to the public next week. They've already started opening for those, um, I think, platinum castaway members, those people with 25 or more Disney sailings under their belt. I'm not quite that level, so I've got a few more days to wait. <laughs> so I'm excited. Um, I've been kind of stalking different websites and trying to get an idea of pricing. Have you ladies thought about maybe going on one of the wish sailings? I'm going to try and it's definitely going to be a splurge for us. It's normally not something we would ever book for that that price for that amount of time. But we're coming off of nine years of paying for daycare. So it's a celebratory mm -hmm. trip. <laughs> and actually, I have the a, pricing I have, is not... Sorry, Rachel. No, go for it. Okay. I noticed that the pricing wasn't as high as I thought it was going to be. And I saw a lot of agents saying the same thing except for the maiden voyage, which is a bit higher. Um, their other sailings are right on par with other Disney sailings. So that was good to see. 
Yeah, I'm going to be booking, hopefully, um, one for a client when they come out for all, all the guests, you know, their first time sailors. Um, and I thought it was pretty reasonable. I mean, as far as Disney cruise lines go, it wasn't bad. It isn't the first voyage, though. It's a couple couple in. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, at least for the maiden voyage, there wasn't a big price difference between interior ocean view and balcony, maybe like a $200 difference per level. So I'm sitting there thinking, you know, why book a interior when you can have a balcony for mm. 400 more? I know some people like interiors or at least ocean views if they have little littles and they're nervous around that balcony. Um, but, and I've sailed on Disney with a balcony with little ones and they were very safe. But I know some people are a little nervous about that. But Isn't the, that, is the caveat with the maiden voyage though, that you can't get your money back? Like there's no refunds. I thought is what I read somewhere. Oh, I didn't hear that. I, I don't know. I've heard like that as well. There's something about it where it doesn't have the same like refund, um, structure as the other cruises do. Okay. That's good to know. Just FYI. Yeah. But that is going to be really exciting when we can start booking that and riding on that ship. I'm excited. Yeah, I Family. love the, the frozen dinner show that they have. Um, they have different restaurants than are on the other. The other ships tend to have the same restaurants. Like I, I know you have Animator's Palette on multiple ships. You have, what's it called? The Enchanted what enchanted garden <laughs> yeah on multiple ships so this is all different restaurants all different dining experiences there's a frozen dinner show there's the, at um mickey's at, they it's like an aqueduct but a aqua mouth mm -hmm. they're calling it which is kind of a weird name to me because aqueduct was a or aqueduct was a play on words with aqueduct which you know is clever but then they changed this one to Aqua Mouse. And I was like, okay, doesn't quite have the same play on words, but whatever, Disney, do your thing. I'm going to write this. <laughs> it's Disney. Before. They can do what they want. Um, right. They're going to have no shortage of people who hop in on that ship. So I think they can call it, you know, Mickey slide if they want to. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, that's all exciting and interesting news. Um, let's get into the Epcot part of this because I think we're going to take a little bit of time doing so. So Stephanie, let's kick it off with you. Yeah. So one of my favorite things to do in Epcot, um, and I think that these tend to get skipped because of the length, but we do like to watch some of the shows that are in the pavilion. Um, Epcot has this technology, the Circle Vision 360, which fair warning, if you're prone to motion sickness, this can trigger that. Um, but they have, currently they have the Canada Far and Wide, which um, listen really closely because you might be able to hear Moira from... Um, well, I, the, I just realized I probably shouldn't say the name of the show, um, but from that Netflix show, and then there's uh, Reflections of China and the China Pavilion. Um, I think there used to be one in France, but no more. I can't remember. Um, but these shows are really, really educational. They are done in collaboration with the tourism industry from these countries. So you can learn a lot about, you know, Canada and China um it's also a really good spot to stop and cool down good tip have either of you watched those shows 
I like the Canada one a lot. And I also like the China one. I think you're right. I think the Beauty and the Beast sing-along replaced the France um, show. I haven't seen Far and Wide yet, at least not actually physically being there. Um, I know a lot of people were upset. Oh, Canada had, um... oh my gosh, what was his name? It was Martin Short. Martin Short, yeah. They yeah. had Martin Short. And now it's Eugene one. Levy and... Um... Catherine O'Hara. Oh, yeah, so it's a good combo. <laughs> They're a good team. Yeah, comedy duo. I have not watched those shows in years, maybe even decades. Um, do y'all think that they're, they're good for kids? Like, will they keep the attention of our littles? Maybe not your very youngest. My eight no. and 10 year old like them. Okay. So they're maybe. pretty. Like there's lots of visually stunning things to look at. So I think if they have any interest in like scenery or what the world looks like, it's just a really neat way to kind of quote unquote, see the world. Mm-hmm. And are those the ones where you stand and watch? There's no seating, correct? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Okay. I'm going to pick one that isn't necessarily in Epcot, but I think kind of a pro tip or like a hidden tip would be to take the Skyliner into Epcot and go in the back entrance. I like to do that. It's a really pretty way to come into the park. Personally, I prefer it to the front entrance. It's also quicker. You get in pretty, you know, easily because there's not as many people um, at that entry point. I like that little gift shop that's over there too by that um, back entrance. And I like being dumped out into kind of like the UK, France area where you can all of a sudden see the world showcase and just get a quick look at how pretty everything is at Epcot. Especially right now with the walls all over Future World, Mm. going in through the um, International Gateway is the way to go. Stephanie, that's a good point because when you are walking around that front part, it is a lot of walking because they're rerouting you everywhere and you just walk sometimes and wonder like, where am I going? (laughs) That's it for me. I'm going to piggyback on that one, Rachel. Um, I I was going to mention staying at the Epcot resorts. So beach club, boardwalk, yacht club, or even Swan and Dolphin. Um, And just having the ability to hop over at Epcot in the evening, especially if you have park hoppers after you go to another park, um, go there for the evening, walk around, maybe get some drinks and maybe see a fireworks show when those come back. So that's one of my favorite things about Epcot is if you can stay at one of those resorts, it's really nice. So another thing that my family likes to do when you come off of Spaceship Earth, it drops you off into the Project Tomorrow section. And the first thing that everybody sees is the globe. You look for your picture because it shows where in the world everybody on the ride came from. At the very beginning of the ride, you select where you're from. But there are some really neat STEM style games to play there. And it's a good way to just let the kids burn off some energy, kill some time. And some of the things are actually pretty fun to play with with the kids. Um, we really like the bodybuilder, which is where you're basically putting together the parts of the human body and then inner vision, um, which uses some kind of like see-through technology. Um, 
x-ray technology. I can't think of the word. <laughs> I can't think of how they described it, but it's a lot of fun to just play around with. Do you guys ever spend any time here? No, I don't think I have. Is this still open, Stephanie? I feel like I'm questioning that. Um, I mean, it, it's obviously not open with COVID. Okay, and okay. I wonder, so uh, my other one, I'll just go ahead and say it now, super excited that the Spaceship Earth renovation has been put on hold indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I think that they were going to get rid of all of this stuff with the renovation, but it is listed as a current experience on the ride, um, oh. reg- like outside of COVID. So I think it's going to stick around for a little while longer. Okay. I mean, I think it's smart to keep it for a while until some, all of this new stuff that we're going to talk about later is ready to go. I mean, we might have been in the minority for this, but we really liked the different things to do at interventions. Like, yeah, they were all getting dated. They did need to be updated, but this was like the only place besides the, um, the post-show area at uh, Test Track where you could really do some of this stuff. Although, no, I guess there is something outside of um, the Mission to Mars. Mission Mission Space. space. My goodness. But yeah, you know, each of the rides has an area where there's interactive things, places to learn as you come Mm -hmm. out. So I hope that they continue to do that. Um, with the renovations. Definitely. All right. I'm going to, I don't know if I can pick this one or not, but I'm picking it. Um, I'm picking Mexico under the guise of the hidden things that you may not know are inside of Mexico or are part of the Mexico pavilion. Um, I feel like a lot of people skip the grand fiesta tour with the three caballeros. My caballeros. Yes. Okay. I'm not, I don't have the accent or the, you know, spin, um, <laughs> but I love that ride. And even when animatronic, one of the animatronics isn't working, I still like that ride. Is he fixed? Have you guys seen the updates on that? I don't, I think that right now they just have like, basically like cardboard cutouts. The two Cabarellos? I, no, I think it's for all three. And I somehow missed oh, no. plant Donald. Um, the, the receptionist at my daughter's daycare, she writes for a Disney blog and she was trying to tell me about plant Donald and I have not yet looked it up. I'm going to do that now, but I guess for like a couple hours, somebody had replaced Donald with a plant. Okay. Well, I'm going to be checking it out when I go on this trip. So I'll send, I'll put pictures up and see what the situation's like. But no, I love that ride. It, it just breaks my heart that people skip that. Amber, you're being quiet. Not a I fan, like, fan. I kind of like that people skip it because then the line's shorter for us. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Yeah, it is. A, it's a, usually a short-ish line. So that's kind of a nice. Yeah. And it's indoors. So if the weather's yucky, you know, that's a good one to hop into. All right. And I'm also going to say La Cava del Tequila is in that Mexico pavilion as well, which is the little tiny bar that you often don't notice inside the pyramid pyramid yeah yeah? okay okay 
Um, <laughs> and they have awesome chips and guac and salsa and queso and margaritas. So if you haven't been in there before, I highly recommend it. And then also part of Mexico is the mariachi band. They're awesome. And right now they are performing outside of the, um, I don't know what the stage is called, but it's the stage by the American Adventure Pavilion. Cool. Um, make sure to bring your ID. I, I did get upset a little bit earlier this year, last year, but you know I do have to recognize these are people who are here on international visas. They're going to check your ID. Don't give them a hard time. Just have it with you. My husband got carded tonight at dinner. It was great. <laughs> yeah, the bottom about line it? is we were coincidentally eating at a Mexican place and I don't know what kind of drink he got, but he got carded. The bottom line is don't walk by the pyramid and think, oh, I'm not going to go in there. Go in there. There's some cool stuff inside the, of that building. And one Benjamin Wickham loves to go in that pavilion and watch the glass blower. Have y'all ever gone in the oh. little glass blowing section? That no, one and then the one on my Main kids Street. are too little. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like, don't touch anything. Um, but my son will stand there and the one on Main Street. He will they will he will go to those glass blowing places. He would rather stand there and watch them blow glass than like go ride everything. I'm like, dude, we're at Disney. We're not going to stand here for four hours and watch glass being blown. <laughs> Fun fact, also in that pavilion, you can buy a chihuahua size sombrero. I'm not saying I've done it, but I'm saying they're in there. We're going to need um, pictures. Yeah, that, that has to go up on the social media this week. <laughs> pictures or it didn't happen. Yep. All right. I'm done. <laughs> All right, so one thing that I like about Epcot is it seems there's always a festival going on. So either food and wine, flower and garden, those are the major ones. It seems to me like they're getting longer and longer every year. So there's always some type of festival going on. So just walking around, trying food and drinks. Now I'm actually kind of excited about the agency trip that we have coming up in June um, because it's just going to be me and my husband going. We're not going to have our two little ones tugging at our arms saying, let's go here, let's go there. And that's one of the things we're looking forward to is just taking our time, walking around Epcot, stopping when the mood strikes. It's, it's looking forward to it. Um, also the topiaries at Flowering Garden. My personal favorite is the one of Captain Hook and TikTok Croc. Um, do y'all have a favorite topiary? I like the one this year that I saw Animal Kingdom where um, Simba's being held up uh, by Rafiki. Rafiki. Yeah, my husband reenacted that with my son as a photo op last time we were there <laughs> and it was really funny. That's funny. I've had my husband do that with our kids too. We should put their pictures side by side. Yeah. <laughs> I like Stephanie, the Alice you... in Wonderland ones oh, with, the, cool. uh, with the white rabbit. Awesome. All right. So my next one, um, the Art of Disney shop that is inside the American Adventure Pavilion. It's um, inside the massive structure that's right across uh, the middle of the lake. It's a great place to get some statement pieces for your house. A lot of them are definitely investment pieces, but uh, you know these are 
not necessarily print. Some of them are originals. There's a lot of Thomas Kincaid that you can find in there. It's all Disney themed or Disney adjacent. Um, I just, I really like looking around that shop. We have purchased a few things from there. Um, do you ladies have anything from this shop? And I, I think it used to be somewhere else in Epcot. I think it moved there recently. I haven't bought anything there, but we like to go in there too and just, you know, look around. And the cast member that was working actually took some time to tell us about the art and the artist. So I got a fun little history lesson, which was fun. They really yeah, that's their cool. stuff. It reminds me of the art that they sell on the cruise ships too. Yes. Similar styles or, I mean, I'm sure they vary what they have, but that's what I, it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to pick another one that I can't pronounce. Um, <laughs> you should have put a little bit more thought into this, Rachel. I know. I should have <laughs> picked ones that I can pronounce and I sound so stupid trying to say it. Um, forgive me, everybody. It's Mitsukoshi department store. It's the, it's the store in the Japan pavilion. It's adorable. And I don't know you know, if this is normal in every Japanese department store, if they open oysters and there's, you know, they do the pearl ceremony, but I think that's really fun in, to go in there and watch that. What do you think about that? Is it strange or fun? I really I like that, that place. Store. I like looking at the kimonos. Yes. And I would never, like, I have nowhere to wear a kimono, but they're really pretty. And I almost want to buy one every time. So one of my shortcomings is um, novelty candies. And so the, their candy section is just like heaven for me. I love that store. I like all the toys too. Like the, the Japanese style toys are just so fun to look at. And all, I like all the Hello Kitty stuff because it's cute. So it's fun to just go through there and see what they've got. It's a really great place for souvenirs for people. Um, they have, uh, we've brought back some of the tea sets. Um, they have authentic Japanese tea and sake sets and they're not very, they're not very expensive compared to some of the other, um, souvenirs that you might buy. They're relatively reasonably priced. Yeah. That's a super fun store to go in and explore. If, if you want to find something just different, it, you can waste a lot of time in there too. <laughs> And it keeps going and going. Yeah. So long. You, you start walking and you're like, okay, they have different sections. So you're moving from like one room to the other. And you're like, does this store ever end? Well, and doesn't it dump you out into the Kauai kind of museum area that they have or it connects to that? So like once you've gone yeah. through the department store, go back into that little like museum area that Japan has, because that's another really cool display and kind of place to learn about Japanese culture. For sure. And on that note, do it for all of the pavilions because they all have a little section like that and you can mm -hmm. really learn a lot. All right. So speaking of different pavilions, one of our favorites, especially my children's favorites, is the train pavilion at Germany. Um, my kids always stop and go up that little bridge and watch the train. Um, similar to the glass blowing, I think they would stay there for much longer if they had the opportunity to. They just love standing there and watching the train and seeing where it's going to go. And then when I was researching for this episode, I learned that the 
train pavilion is actually a placeholder where a new country could fit. So you never know if Disney might put something else there one day. Okay, I always thought that place where it kind of looks African, I thought that was a place where the, a new country could go. That's another one. Is it? Okay, so you've got I, I potential think for have, a couple. I think they have room for at least two or three. Because I know they've if talked you, about others. If you could pick a country to add to the World Showcase Pavilion, what would you pick? Hmm. That's a tough question to answer spur of the moment. I feel like I need to think about this for a few minutes. <laughs> I would pick Russia. That could be interesting. Because it's the architecture so, could be really cool. It's so large and it's so different from all of the other ones. Because like, I kind of want to say like, you know, a, a, a South American country or um, or somewhere in Indonesia would be nice too, or Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I just now thought of this, how they're all countries except for Africa, which is a continent. So oh, that's a good point. So I don't know. Are they, is that? I don't think that's lumping? an official one. No, I don't think it is either. So there's really no Africa pavilion? No, well, they call yeah, it you're something right, else. They have that the area outpost. where the drums and. Yeah, the yeah. outpost. Okay. So that's not an, so they need something from Africa. There's no African countries. Well, Morocco's in Africa. Morocco. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm showing my um, geography deficit here. <laughs> I have one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick India because I think Indian food is amazing, Ooh. and I think they could do some really cool stuff with an Indian pavilion. Yeah, that would be really good. All right, Amber, come back to it. Think about it and come back I'll, to it. I'll circle back. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think we've all heard that so many times this past year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so another one that I really like to do, and this one has definitely caused the kids to tug on my arm. I just like to talk with the international cast members. Um, I'm so glad that they are being called back, but just asking them about their home, you know, how long they've been doing this current rotation. I've met several who are on their second, third or fourth rotation. Some who have chosen to permanently live here. Um, but just to you know, hear about differences in everyday life. We can learn so much for them. And we've even gotten some good insider tips for locations that, you know, we need to hit up that are kind of off the tourist path, um, like in the UK and Norway. So take some time to talk to them. Good tip. All right. Mine is one that probably, I mean, Disney fans are definitely going to know this one, but if you're a first time visitor, you may not know about this. Um, the Voices of Liberty singing group that performs in the American Adventure Pavilion. Um, they are just fabulous. They are inside of that. Um, I don't know what the building's called. Do you guys know what the building's called for the American Adventure area? I don't or if it has a name, I don't know, that big building, whatever it is. Um, they usually sing in there in kind of the rotunda area because the acoustics sound amazing when they're singing. They're an acapella group, so there's no musical instruments that accompany them. But right now with COVID, they're outside on in the theater outdoor area that there is um, across the way from the American Adventure Pavilion. And they're just wonderful. And then during the holidays, they sing um, holiday-related music and 
I highly recommend checking them out because they're super talented people. Yeah, they're, I could just, just sit and listen to them for hours. Yeah. I, I, if you listen to them and don't get chills, I have concerns. <laughs> and I don't know why it's taken me this long. I forgot about this piece of information, but my niece is going to be headed down for um, the candlelight processional in 2022. So her, mm. her choir has been chosen to sing in 2022. I didn't know they did it that far in advance, but depending on who her celebrity is, I may have to plan a quick trip. <laughs> That's awesome. And the soprano and the, the bass always get me in, in that singing group because it's so amazingly high or low. And it's just crazy that people can sing like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the Voices of Liberty. Check them out. All right. I think I have my answer for which pavilion I would add. We okay. need an Australian pavilion. Yes. I want the pet a koala <laughs> and maybe they could do something like where you get to experience the Sydney opera house and they could tie it in a little bit with finding Nemo because that was obviously in Sydney for part of the movie. So there's my vote. Make it happen. Disney. What's that um, thing that Australians put on everything. It's like a spread. You know what I'm talking about? Marmite or Vegemite? Vegemite. Yeah. The Vegemite is Australian. The Marmite is British. Have you ever eaten that? No. Yeah. I'm like imagining, I was trying to think what food they could offer there. I'm like, what's an Australian food that's unique? Uh, The meat pies. They have amazing meat pies. I think there's like a, a, a fancier name for them. But okay. their meat pies are so good. There's a little market in downtown Dayton that has a little Australian booth. And it's uh, if they have other things besides meat pies, it's not worth getting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I think it's just called a meat pie, but they are very, very good. All right, Disney, Australia, Russia, and India. There's your choices for the next new edition. All right, so speaking of food, my next thing to enjoy at Epcot is a food, and it's gelato at the Italy Pavilion. It is second only to the gelato I had when in Capri, Italy. So it's not in a restaurant, but it's just a little cart outside the pavilion. Um, And it was super yummy gelato. I loved it. Have y'all had it? I can't stray from the French place with the ice cream. Oh, girl, you don't have to choose. Get both. (laughs) I mean, if you saw the food I got when I ate it up hot, you would have to choose. (laughs) Or you could share. Like your husband could get one and then y'all could, you know, sample. There there we go. You're talking my language. Yeah, okay. (laughs) All right. So my final one can be controversial depending on what you drink. Um, and I feel confident putting it on the list because it's coming back, but I really like club cool. Um, (laughs) I mean, obviously you got to stay away from the Beverly, but it's, it's a really neat place again to cool down. It's the free drinks. And we had actually sometimes physically stopped family members from giving our son soda because we were going to be taking him after his second birthday, which I think is still too early to be drinking a whole bunch of soda, but we wanted that to be his first experience. 
Um, <laughs> that and he I, wouldn't want anymore. Exactly. I think Beverly was actually the first soda we ever gave my poor child. Um, but it was, it was just a lot of fun. They have a lot, you know, people, Coca-Cola collectors are serious about their collection. And so there's some really cool stuff that you can get in that store as well. Okay. I've never been in there. I need to oh. do that. It's so much fun. Put it on your list. I, I know it's not, it's not open right now though, right? But it's coming no, back. No, it's that- coming back. Now they do have all of the sodas from Club Cool. They have them at the, um, the Coca-Cola I don't know if it's a shop or a restaurant at uh, Disney Springs, mm. but you have to pay for it. Oh, okay. So this is the place to get the freebies. I don't know who's paying for Beverly though, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am going to go with, I don't know if most people know about this one either, and I don't think it's permanent, but I like it. It's the Epcot experience located in Future World. And once you go into the area that it's located, it's in that Odyssey Events Pavilion, you go into kind of a circular theater where you see everything that's coming up for Epcot in the future. So it displays um, kind of like a 360 degree screen. And then there's also like a middle display that kind of looks like a model. And it's kind of high tech looking, but also video-esque, I guess. I don't know, movie-esque. Um, so it's just a really cool place to go and see that this interactive kind of preview of what Epcot is bringing us next. I didn't even know that was there. I'm going to have to check it out. It's really neat. I really liked it. And for people who can't make it there, especially before it goes away, um, Tim Tracker has a really good video of it. Hmm. Yep, so that's a fun one to sneak into. And again, air conditioning, can't go wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my last one that I wanted to talk about was something that's upcoming at Epcot. It's called Journey of Water, and it's a Moana experience. So I know lots of our littles will be excited about that one. My five-year-old little girl will definitely be excited about seeing Moana at Epcot. Um, It's not there yet. We don't have an official date, I don't think, but here's the official word from Disney. They say Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, will be the first Disney Parks experience inspired by the hit Walt Disney Animation Studios film. The lush exploration trail will invite guests to meet and play with magical living water. Just like Moana's friend, the ocean, water will have a personality of its own, helping guests learn how to protect the natural water cycle in a fun and engaging way. And I think it's important to remind everyone that this is an attraction, but it's not a ride. So it's an interactive walkthrough experience, but we don't want people getting the idea. No one's gonna be boarding ride vehicles and heading to Montuini. Um, but instead they'll be walking through a maze with themes and elements inspired by the film. Did either of you do the Pirates of the Caribbean thing at Hollywood Studios? It was a walkthrough and then you came into a scene that was like a little battle and there was um, a lot of projection mapping. No. No, no. It was, I mean... It must have been there for two months and somehow we magically were there at the same time. But I've been curious if that's what the Moana walkthrough is going to be like. Okay. Hmm. 
Do you think it's going to be, when I think about it, I think of like a little splash pad kind of an area. Do you think it'll have that? I think it's going to be a little more advanced than like a splash pad, I would think, but I don't know. Okay. It sounds really interesting. I'll be curious to see what they do with it. And they definitely need something Moana somewhere at Walt Disney World because everybody seems to love Moana. Yeah. They have the Polynesian Moana re-themed rooms and now this. So mm-hmm. my, my, I have a little bit of concern that they may have waited a little too long and this may be yeah. a good thing too. But my little girl, I mean, she loved Moana when it came out, but she hasn't really talked about it or wanted to play with it or watch it um in a while so my fingers are crossed that they didn't miss the boat on that one which is not their fault that's probably a COVID thing that made it be pushed back how much it was yeah sometimes they do that though like they kind of need to capitalize it capitalize on it sooner or maybe mm-hmm. there's a Moana 2 coming out we don't know and that will keep the momentum going for Moana yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. What about Space 220? Okay. So Space 220 is a space-themed restaurant that has been in the works for a little while. We still don't have an official opening date for it. Um, so it's over in the future world, and it's kind of next to that pavilion, Rachel, that you were just talking about. It's going to have 360 degree views. So they're setting up windows, which aren't actually windows, but you'll be looking out into space. And to get into the restaurant, you're gonna board an elevator that will simulate transporting you 220 miles above earth to the Centauri space station. I'm, this is probably the thing that I'm most excited about because it's not an IPO. It's just mm-hmm. space. It's not Star Wars. It's not Wally. Just mm-hmm. space. That's a good point, Stephanie. A lot of the recent editions are all IPO related. Yeah. I just been- keep wondering when is this actually going to come here? I feel like they released it so long ago. We've been waiting so long for this. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be worth the wait. Yeah. Amber, were you going to say one more thing about it? I was, but go ahead. It wasn't important. Okay. (laughs) So a few more things that are coming. If you're thinking about Epcot in the near future, you've got Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and La Creperie de Paris coming in, de Paris, um, coming in October. So for the 50th, if you're visiting or later, you're going to be able to enjoy those things. You're also going to be able to look forward to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind in 2022. And that's a hybrid roller coaster. I don't totally understand what a hybrid roller coaster is. Have either of you heard what that means? Um, not exactly. Is it kind of like Tron, how you have the coaster and then the actual cars kind of rotate as well? That could be it. Because it kind of looks like a larger ride vehicle if you look at the sketches. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. So that one will be very interesting uh, to add to that park. And then there's also the Play Pavilion, which is replacing Wonders of Life. And this 
is in construction right now. If you walk by, you can see it being put together. Um, it's basically a big pavilion area where they will have performers and, you know, space to spread out and enjoy the entertainment. Um, and it says on the website, fall 2021 or early 2022. So we'll see what that ends up being. Cool, cool. So yeah, lots of, lots to look forward to with Epcot. So some hidden gems or, you know, lesser known, less popular things to consider on your Epcot trip. Of course, in addition to all the big um, name attractions or the things that we have talked about in the past. All right, let's jump into trivia. Last week's trivia was Mother's Day related, which the question was, what's the name of Dumbo's mom? Shout out to Brad and Abby for getting the correct answers. Her name is Mrs. Jumbo. Yay. Yay. And then this week's trivia is how many stories tall is the American Adventure Building? I guess that's what we're going to call it, the American Adventure Building. <laughs> that's the official name. Yeah, we're calling it that. Also known Any? as the place where I lost my cell phone the one and only time we tried to drink around the world. <laughs> oh, no. It didn't happen because that was our halfway point. We're going to sit and watch the show, chill for a little bit. Yeah. Nope. Lost my cell phone. Couldn't finish. I don't know the answer to this one, so I'm going to have to think about it. And I think it's okay if you post a picture. Post a picture on the page and see if people can get it right by counting. We'll see. We'll see how good, what good of an eye our listeners have. Yeah. I'm wondering if the picture is going to like help me or throw me off. I'm going to have to take a look. I don't know. All right. Well, in closing, thanks for listening to the Fairy Pod Mothers. We're happy to be your one-stop shop for talking tips for Disney Universal and beyond. Please join us on our social media to keep the conversation going. Amber, Rachel, and Stephanie are travel professionals with Main Street and More Travel, a no-fee Disney earmark agency. Please reach out to us on Facebook for a free quote. Please rate, review, and tell your friends, and we'll see you real soon. Bye. Bye-bye.